Hello and welcome back to the Eden Project Communities podcast. We've been away for a few weeks, but we're back to talk about the big lunch which happened across the UK on the 1st and 2nd of June. That's right, the big lunch weekend has been and gone and we're so thrilled at how it went. We'd taken a short break from recording this podcast in the hope that we'd have a clearer picture of numbers and some analysis for you, but it turns out the big lunch was so big, they're still not ready. So instead of keeping you waiting, we decided to enlist the help of our country development managers to talk us through what happened and what's been going on in their areas. I'm joined once again by my co-host Stevie Green for the episode. Stevie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, yeah. I'm really enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, it's a nice, nice change. From, yeah. I think we've earned this. Definitely, definitely. Um, to let listeners behind the curtain a bit, uh, Stevie and I and the rest of the team were down in Cornwall for a, um, for a gathering uh Last week, yeah, it's last week now, Um, and yeah, it was wonderful to be with everyone. But we were really blessed with some gorgeous weather. Um, Yeah, it was super sunny. We got to do some kayaking. We did, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was. How did you? How did you find it? Uh, What my religion? I'm glad you asked. My my religion (laughs) is the kayak. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a reborn kayaker. It's all I think about now. Yeah, I love it. Um, So obviously, the big lunch weekend came and went in the blink of an eye. Uh, but luckily here in London, we've had some magnificent weather for the occasion and we were both out and about during the day. So myself, I went to, um, I started off in the morning in South London in uh, New Eltham, where I was at Amit's Big Lunch. Uh, and then from there, I went over to Penge uh, or Stonepenge, as someone referred to it as, <laughs> uh, which I thought was really good. Um, uh, for a big lunch on Kingswood Road, which was brilliant. They were first-time big lunches, and they really got on board with it. Um, they had live music, wonderful food. They did their own bake-off. It was brilliant. Uh, and then from there, I went up to um, Southwark, where I saw... Uh, I, I went to Carol's big lunch. Yeah, a busy day then. Yeah, it was a lot of... Lot of uh, it was trains, planes, and automobiles. I thought, <laughs> I, was, I, thought I was John Cannon. How was Amit's? Because uh, he was um, a first-time luncher as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, it was brilliant. Uh, I actually had to shoot off before... Um, before the festivities truly began. Mm. Um, I was there just to help set up, but it was brilliant. And there were some um, really delicious sausages on offer, um, which thankfully uh, I managed to get my hands on at the end of the day. I saw our, uh, our pal Manon Legree was there as well. She was there, yeah. yeah. She, I think she brought a cake with her, but it looked Obviously, like... It, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. But it looked like a brilliant time. Uh, I know Amit enjoyed himself. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, I was only there to help set up, um, do the bunting and stuff. Mm. Um, but people were really warm, really receptive. Um, you know, they were out early and just couldn't wait to get the day started. Um, I, I, I stuck around being a hackney boy. I stuck around my neck of the woods and um, I popped up to Nettle Market right. um, because I only, I only found out the day before that they were holding a big lunch and they already have uh, sort of a street food market set up mm. there. So that was really nice. And then uh, I popped over to uh, our old friends at Farley Road and helped them do a little bit of setting up. Um, spoke to a couple of the residents there. Um, I, of course, used to live on the next road over from Farley Road last year before I started working here. That's right, and you, you remember the street? I did, yeah, I remember seeing it and rubbernecking, but not yeah. actually getting involved. Um, yeah. But yeah, small world. Amazing, amazing. 
Um, but obviously, this isn't all about London. Uh, there were events happening all over the country. Um, we had Laura Graham's ever popular event in Northampton, um, Tim Tarby Donald's mission to bring Banbury closer together. But what about in Northern Ireland, Scotland and in Wales? Yeah, so for this episode, we'll be speaking to Gronya McCloskey, Caitlin Sweeney and Larry Jenkins, who are, of course, our country development managers for those territories. And we thought there'd be nobody finer to give us an insight into how their communities are developing, uh, you know, away from England. So first up is Gronya, um, who's been working incredibly hard for many years in Northern Ireland. And here's what she had to say. Hi, Gronya. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. So, give me a little overall. How did the big lunch go in Northern Ireland this year? Um, I think, like every year, um, it's always a pleasure to know that people are wanting to take part and looking at ways that they can bring people together where they live. But I think for us, um, for Neve, Scullion and myself, um, there has been an appetite um amongst neighbours to try it out for themselves on their street. Um, initially, we found it quite difficult to engage people to consider doing the big lunch on their own street. Um, there has always been, um, I suppose, a sense of connection in communities here anyway. We're a very friendly nation, but um, we're kind of used to doing things through groups and communities and you know, registered charities and what's been a really positive thing to see this year is a growth in people doing it for themselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously uh, Belfast is, is the big city in Northern Ireland. What, what's the sort of oh, main... We've got two big cities. you got two big cities, do you? Oh, forgive me. <laughs> so, like, from, from across the water, um, yeah, that, that is something that people do think you know, that Belfast is our big city, and in fact it is, it is our big city. Yeah. But Derry, you know, Derry, London Derry is a big city too, yeah. um, based up there in the northwest, but with very different needs and priorities and, uh, you know, a really strong sense of community as a rule. So what, what would you say um, are the that's two... That's Northern Ireland. So what would you say are the two sort of main needs of, of you know, the people of Belfast and the people of Derry? So um, Belfast would have a more thriving economy currently than Derry. Derry is seeking out opportunities and ways to make connections and grow. Um, and whilst Belfast is doing that, I think what's really important is that Derry is not left behind and that um, the people of the northwest and that area is raised up. Yeah. And the big lunch is certainly one way to do that in terms of community speaking out and showing everyone else, you know, the, great, the greatness of what they're doing and you know all of their strengths so yeah I, I think what it is really from my point of view is that Northern Ireland as a whole and each county is very different but we all have a strong sense of community and a need to put forward um, all of our positivity to the rest of the world really Sure and what about the differences between places like Derry and, and Belfast like the cities as opposed to the more rural areas. Do you, is there a bigger disconnect there because they're not as well connected, or is it does it go the other way and they are more connected because it's a smaller community? I mean, I've been working on the big lunch and working for Eden Project communities for you know eight years now, and um, I would say certainly back in 2011 um, when I started to talk about the big lunch and encourage people to take part, I would have had a very strong sense from the rural communities that they were friendly enough. Yeah. And that people felt, you know, that they had the connections that they needed to get by. 
but actually um, the, that conversation is changing and certainly you know there's lots of evidence both our own and other organizations identifying real loneliness and isolation problems particularly in the further rural communities northern ireland um, is largely a rural population yeah and we've recently had a bill put in place um, so that all legislation in northern ireland is rural proofed and, and I would say that often people would look at the big lunch and see that as something that should be done on the street. It's for people to make connections that they maybe don't otherwise get. But I strongly argue against that. Yeah. Being a rural dweller myself, I think there's a lot to be gained by rural communities stepping forward and taking opportunities to come together. Um, in the old days, you would have high time and the RRM and the men on all that's gone on in our faces. The advent of technology has changed that somewhat, but can't afford to lose those opportunities. Personally, I think it's not just about the loneliness, it's also about um, giving people opportunities to connect because when you do that, you have a stronger sense of your place in the community and what you can give, and it opens up opportunities to get more involved. And like I know myself in a lot of rural communities, if you live where you grew up, you know everybody. Yeah. But you're a partner or those people who come to an area from outside of it can feel even more isolated in that case. So having a big lunch allows them to make new connections and inroads into their area. And then that leads to like a healthier, happier community. So we don't have the days of old where you might have brought the hay in together the same <laughs> as you used to have. Sure. The big lunch replaces that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I know you and Neve have both been working really hard this year. Can you give us some of the some of the highlights from this year's big lunch for for the two of you? Yeah, I mean, I think really for this year anyway, a lot of what was happening was those who have held the big lunch before in Northern Ireland have been stepping forward and helping other people. Yeah. Um. So, for instance, Joanne Ball, who's based in East Belfast, and um, she was. Ha- I know that she has been involved and helped other people with getting their big lunches set up. Um, and actually, you know, Joanne's just been nominated for a Next Door Award as well for, um, for her role in her local neighbourhood. Um, certainly, uh, one of the things that's been really beneficial in that in terms of people helping each other and passing the message on to others is we've been able to use um, the partnership that's been built with PG Tips yeah. and they've been, their little pack and the pack of tea has been really useful for people who've held big lunches to be able to pass on to people who come to say, try it where you live. So, you know, that has been a massive increase in Northern Ireland for people to pass things on. Um, I think some of the highlights having chatted to Neven, you know, I would, I'm always very careful about saying one big lunch is better than the other because they're all brilliant in different ways. Of course. But um, highlights from my, our own point of view are the different kinds of big lunches coming through. So uh, the Chelsea big lunch, again, one in Belfast, uh, was a business um, who said actually they wanted to support the community that supports them all year through. Yeah. So they held a big lunch and brought a large community of people together. Another one would be um, up in Garva, in um, it's London Derry actually, uh, it's a rural community, and Garva Forest and Karen Evan have been members of our network for many years now. Garva starting off with the big Jubilee lunch back in 2012, uh, um, and they held a teddy bears picnic this year. And what Karen was then was, you know, five years ago, a lot of the people who were at that in their various different playgroups that all came together would never have had an opportunity to sit down because they just didn't have the intercorrect 
connectivity that now exists yeah. and the forest project that um, they've been running with people and communities funding has enabled those people from different backgrounds to meet and connect. So like there's little kids that are not even five yet all sitting down and getting to know each other. You know, that's really promising for the future of neighbourhood in that area. So that was really lovely. And um, and then not to men- not to forget, we had a royal visit this year. Of course. So, I don't know if you had heard about that, but um, we have um, patronage of the Duchess of Cornwall. So um, the Duchess of Cornwall was attend- visiting Northern Ireland and asked if we could, you know, put her in touch with people who were holding a big lunch. Um, and it was really opportunistic, actually, that they were having their garden party in Fermanagh. So we were able to get together for a big lunch that celebrates all the volunteering and all the community spirit of that area. And what I particularly liked about that event was it was great that the royal visit enabled it. But what was even more powerful was the fact that people there took the time to find out more about the big lunch and have gone on to hold some of their own since then with their groups. And I would hope that that would lead to a stronger sense of making connections there and, you know, celebrating the positivity that exists and for the people of Lisnesky to be able to do more now to, um, I suppose, connect with some of the other groups that they met there that day. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, to, to close off, did you hold one of your own? Did you hold your own big lunch this year? So we hold a big lunch in Waterford every year it's actually when I'm on my holidays this year that's a really good thing about the big lunch you know because a lot of the time you started off on your street and it grows so yeah. I held a big lunch on my street and neighbours from the neighbouring estate liked it and wanted to do more to bring more people in yeah. and I'm really good friends with Monica and I'm a member of that community group and it will be held in July and that's the date when I'm away on holiday so I will miss it oh, no. but when I come back I hope to put one on, on my own street again so you know, it's like a spider that webs out and grows and grows and brings more people in. Isn't that what it's all about? That is what it's all about. And uh, on that note, I'll say thank you for joining us, Gronya. Really delightful to speak to you because we don't get to speak to you enough. And um, congratulations on everything this year. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Well, thank you, Gronya. Um, yeah, really, really interesting insight into the to the big lunch. She's, in a, she's an interesting character to talk to. Yeah, she's sure. great fun. Always good fun to be around. Um, it's interesting what she was saying there about the the royal family being you know involved mm. in Northern Ireland. Obviously, they can be divisive, yeah. um, especially in in Northern yeah. Ireland. Uh, but I guess you know what the big lunch is all about is bringing people together, yeah. healing those divisions. So um, you know it makes it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and obviously hot on the heels of that interview of Gronya, we spoke to Caitlin Sweeney in Scotland. Uh, Scotland is a huge territory, and Caitlin, along with Sandra Brown, Katie Swan, and Marion McDonald, have all been doing such a brilliant job um, covering such a massive, massive territory, and it is huge. Um, Here's Stevie spoke to Caitlin, and here's her view on how it all went north of the border. So, Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Um, how was the big lunch for you this year? Uh, the big lunch in Scotland was great, actually, because this is the first year that I've really worked on putting it all together. So, um, it's been really fantastic the response we've had, and the increase in numbers and for people participating has been fantastic. What were some of the challenges that you you sort of came across that you maybe weren't expecting to? 
Um, I think that just this year, probably the team did a lot of um, exploration around uh, the more rural areas of Scotland, right up towards the islands. And they have a very different, I guess, a different makeup of community. So they have a lot of disparate, more remote communities. Um, so it's a, cha- a different challenge for them to pull things together than it is for people in cities. And do you, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned um, the islands there because I was, I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, because, you know, obviously mainland Scotland is, is so large and you've got several of these islands dotted around, around its borders. How receptive were people on the islands to, to this idea? Did you find that they, I know you said it was more disparate, did, but did you find that once they came together it was, it was pretty much like everywhere else or did they already have their own sort of certain sense of community? Yeah, it's funny because they do really all have, because they're quite small communities, some of them, So, and because they're off the mainland, they do feel that when we speak to them, they do feel they've got quite a strong sense of community and lots of different ways for people to engage. But once, so Sandra did a series of workshops and I had been up to do some interviews. And what we found was once we'd spoken to them about what the big lunch did, it was actually slightly different than their uh, more established community organisations. So they were all working really well within themselves. But actually, what the big lunch did was allow them to think, oh, well, maybe we haven't connected with other groups and there might be people who might be interested in what we're doing um, that the big lunch might introduce them to. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, Scotland is such a a huge space. Whereabouts were you on the first weekend of June? Where was your big lunching happening? (laughs) <laughs> so mine personally I was in Dundee because Sandra and I had done uh, because Dundee is one of Scotland's cities um, and it had been a kind of a cold spot for us so there wasn't very many people doing big lunches in Dundee so Sandra and I decided this year to put a bit of a focus on Dundee and uh, created the big lunch uh, Dundee task force and um, we brought people from uh community organisations and councillors and businesses and just all different sectors of the community together to talk to them about what the big lunch could do for them. Um, And we had people uh, join forces. So we had community groups that got together to try and put on bigger ones themselves. We had community gardens do them. We had individuals, which is really nice, doing them just to get to know their neighbours better. And that really transformed the way that Dundee participated in the big lunch so I was here rushing around as many as I could get to on the 1st and 2nd of June. And do you think Dundee will be more receptive to to holding big lunches in the future? Yeah I really think so yeah everybody had a great time and the response we had and uh, the meetings that we had with the people that came to these meetings was just fantastic it was such an amazing atmosphere and I do think that because more people this year have done them in Dundee, the the word of mouth will just make that much easier. And what we're going to do is try and replicate that and probably take that to um, Inverness is one of our plans, um, because that's also a bit of a cold spot. That's getting further up Scotland, and we really need to try and find inroads into the communities that are not part of the central belt. Of course. I mean, um, you mentioned Sandra there earlier, who's who's one of the... You know your colleagues up in Scotland, and we've also got Katie and, and Marion, who I believe is based in in Inverness, and she started around the same time I did, um, just before the New Year. Um, and we in, in the London office, we uh, 
you know, constantly being updated by what you guys are doing, and you, you guys work so hard, and you do such amazing things in, in the communities up there. What, in the lead-up to the big lunch, you know, was there anything that you are, have been particularly proud of, um, any sort of work that's, you know, you feel like you want to shout about, because this is what we, we want to do here, you know, the big lunch was um, a big task to organise this year, and we want to sort of give you the opportunity to, to shout about it and, and to, to let people know that these things are going on. Um, I think the workshops probably were the things that were most successful. That involved Sandra really travelling around the length and breadth of Scotland um, inviting people to a particular venue, but just everyone open to the public workshops to really talk about what the big lunch could do for the for them so not to say this is what the big lunch is but this is what we can give you and what would that look like for you um and we had such a lot of great support around that and really great publicity which meant that we could reach so many more people and that that i think has probably been the most successful thing we've done as a team because katie and marion supported that um and my role i can support that in a different way and sandra's just um a kind of a one-woman band. <laughs> just, yeah. She's amazing. She just so we're going to hopefully try and do a wee bit more of that and reach some different areas as well. Absolutely, Kaitlyn. Thanks for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Stevie. And finally, to complete the trip around the UK, we spoke to Wales's Laurie Jenkins, who together with Sam Evans, make sure the big lunch is doing its job in the hills and in the valleys. So Laurie, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, we've spoke to Keishline from Scotland and Gronje from Northern Ireland. So we're rounding this off with uh, a chat to, to Wales. So how um, how's the big lunch for you this year? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I like, by the way, that it's, are we keeping the best till last, keeping Wales till last? Obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the big lunch has been fantastic this year. There's been loads of stuff happening all across Wales, um, all sorts of different events. And it's been really interesting this year because people seem to be doing events all over summer. Um, so we've had sort of people kicking off in June and going all through July and August as well. So just really enjoy hearing about all the stuff that people have got going on. Yeah, that, well, that's amazing because I think, um, you know, we, we sort of advertise the big lunch being on a specific date. Um, and I think a, a few people can get confused and not realise that you can do one whenever you like. Um, so, yeah. So it's yeah, great to totally. hear that they're doing it all throughout the summer. Yeah, totally. It's definitely happening that people are doing it all over the summer. Um, like we have an official date because we know that some people need that it gives yeah. everyone a little bit of a boost it's kind of this is when everybody's doing it um, but it doesn't work for everybody so um, this year as we have um, this year the big lunch weekend was during Ramadan um, and while we do have we support people to do kind of big lunches during iftars yeah. and do lunar lunches. Um, but we, we found loads mm. of people were doing Eid big lunches so just a few days later they were celebrating Eid and actually, like, inviting the community in to celebrate that with them. Um, so, it's, yeah, just there's loads of different varieties. Um, but, yeah, even the weekend that's just gone, people are getting in touch with us and telling us they were doing their village big lunch. So, yeah, all sorts. Just yeah. really like seeing pictures that are coming through as well. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, I mean, a few weeks ago, I came uh, out to Neath to come and meet you and, and the people at Ethel Street there. 
Um, and I was really yeah. impressed by what they'd what they'd done with the, the space available to them and the the sort of initiative that they'd taken to, to be able to do that. Um, do you find that's something that happens quite often in, in these communities in Wales or are they sort of more of a, a standout? I would say um, the guys at Ethel Street, the Emma and the guys with the, the uh, what they fan, yeah. the um, friends and neighbours group, they are our poster girls and boys. <laughs> <laughs> They are fantastic. The amount of stuff they've done in their community is just amazing. They've been doing big lunches for 10 years, and it literally started because they didn't know their neighbours. Yeah. Um, so Emma just sort of put her neck on the line and said, does anybody want to do this big lunch, get to know each other? And the amount of stuff that they've been doing since then is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I guess we we hear quite a lot of stories that that happens. So that's, um, like, some people do just say, oh, we're doing the big lunch and that's enough for us. We've got to know our neighbours and we're connecting. But the amount of people who tell us that, like, they start a conversation at their big lunch and then go, oh, well, that needs doing. And actually, if we do this little project with our community or there's a patch of land that we can do something with, it just seems to, things seem to grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, yeah, inspiring to hear all of that. And it's And it is that kind of, it's the little stuff it's the stuff that actually you might not even think you can do something about and then you get together and go actually someone else cares about that so it's really small steps and really doing it in just a really relaxed friendly way um and for you know for those who don't know where neath is it's this sort of small town um on the whoops in south wales just not not too far from swansea um but you know where a lot of wales i think is uh, is quite rural and you know, in your experience, uh, and Sam, of course, uh, who you work with, um, you know, what what differences do you find between these rural areas and and the cities in Wales? Yeah, so we've got um, quite a lot of variety in communities across Wales. I think the like we have, we do have a lot of rural areas. We also have a lot. We have a few cities, and we also have. Um, kind of a lot of post-industrial towns, yeah. uh, which Nisa definitely goes into that category. So um, they, they had, had a heavy reliance on industry, and obviously that's gone, and that yeah. sort of changes their setup. Um, I I find quite often the places that people sort of look at sometimes, and, you know, the news reports them as, or they're, they're a bit of a poor area, or they're relying on industry that's gone, and they're struggling. Like, the ones that say, oh, they're struggling economically... They're the communities that usually have this amazing, vibrant attitude and, like, yeah. they can just get things done um, and they just do things so, like, just on the cheap and they just do things really simply to get make things better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we've got all sorts of communities. So, like, when we look at big lunches across Wales, so, like, the ones we have um, in cities, we'll have more kind of community centres and sort of street parties, sort of the classic-looking lunch. Um, but we also hear a lot about people doing kind of village get-togethers. So we um, actually visited recently a little village um, not far, it's sort of West Wales, but um, not far from kind of Carmarthen, it's called San Sadon. And um, they literally have a little patch of green in the middle of their village. And, you know, people come from quite far, but the actual centre of the of the village is only a handful of houses. Mm. Um, but people will come from their farms and sort of join in together and it's kind of mm. become an annual event for them. It's become like a highlight. <laughs> um, I always find it really interesting when people talk we talk about like, oh do you know your neighbours, do you know your communities? And sometimes 
in kind of rural mid Wales, your neighbour is like a mile down the road on the next farm. Yeah. Um, but that like that's a prime example that they've actually said, well, actually, we need an excuse to get together. Um, so that's really, really nice. Um, and I guess one of the other really obvious things in um, Welsh communities is that we have Welsh language communities. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting to see that you know, people are, are doing, that people have just taken on the big lunch of Kinyon Aud in um, Welsh language communities. And th- like there's a whole different variety of people there as well. So, yeah, it's been it's really interesting to see all the different different people who have taken the big lunch and just really run with it. They just you, do... Uh... Do what they want with it. Are you a, a fluent Welsh speaker yourself? I am. I am fluently bilingual from birth, which I'm very proud of. I, it's my my language is so it's really important to me. Yeah, right, um, right. But it means it does. It is quite helpful when we're trying to talk to communities across across Wales and you know support people to do the big lunch. Yeah, uh, it's really helpful to be able to speak in our mother tongue. Oh well, absolutely. So. Um, you know, the year, again, speeding by, was somehow over halfway through it. Um, no, how's that happened? I know, it's frightening, isn't it? What, what's been your highlight of, of 2019 so far? Oh, oh, tricky one. I don't know, I think possibly the amount I managed to get out and meet with big lunches this year. Mm. Um, so it was really, really great just to be able to, like, get out and about on the road, boots on the ground type thing, and just meet up with people. Um, yeah. So we've done a few events where we've we've met up with people who are doing big lunches. We did our um, big lunch community walk that went around Wales visiting people um, and sort of helping them prepare for their big lunches. Um, but actually, we ended up, we did a few kind of pop-ups in shopping centres as well. And I love those moments because actually, in the one we did, um, we did a small one in Swansea, where we were just sort of in uh, the quadrant centre for the day and we were chatting to people and seeing if people were interested in... I, I love... That's the one thing I love about the Big Lunch. Nobody ever says it's a bad idea. Everyone just yeah, true. grabs it and just goes, how lovely, why aren't we doing this more? Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love... Like, we had two people come up to us that day and went, oh, no, we, we've got our Big Lunch planned already. <laughs> and we thought we were just speaking to people who we hadn't spoken to before. And then it's just it's just filtered through. So it was one of those, like, it was just a really lovely moment of, oh, great, you're already doing it. Like, how can we help you more? <laughs> how can we share it and show how brilliant it is? Um, and, like, looking forward, I guess, not my highlight yet, but um, I'm... My my own big lunch is actually coming up. I'm um, in that group of people who's kind of slightly delayed it just because we, my uh, the council's been really supportive, but um, let me close my road in mid July. Oh, so I'm really looking forward to that because I hear so many amazing things that people just go like really simple, like oh we didn't know each other before, now we know each other's names, and oh we actually used to work with each other's partner. You know, like little yeah. stories which just make you connect with people. So I'm um secretly really hoping that I can have that in my own big lunch and just already knocking on people's doors which is hard to do for the first step because you think oh what are people gonna think sure. but everyone is so positive and just already I've had like four texts from people saying I'm gonna be coming along and just like knowing a few extra people it's really lovely so hasn't happened yet but I'm really looking forward to that as well well you'll have to let us uh, know how that goes uh... But Larry, it's been brilliant to talk to you. Um, you and Sam work so hard to, to, to you know, do what you can to bring Wales together and it's brilliant to get your thoughts and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Great to chat to Larry there. Um, I 
caught up with Loie actually at the gathering. Um, I mean, you catch up with everyone, but uh, she told me about uh, how that Welsh that Welsh is her mm. um, is her first language. It's actually English is her second. Yeah, language. yeah. I mean, she mentioned it in uh, in the, the interview just there, mm. and I'm always sort of uh, I always really admire bilingual people. I wish I could speak another language, but I, I can barely speak English. English so <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah, I can spoil my love. Well, that's it for another episode. If you're looking for a deep dive into the stats of the big lunch this year, then don't worry. We'll be doing a special episode just on them. Uh, when we get them, obviously, they're obviously so, taking so long because they're so big. Huge. Huge. This is the penultimate episode of the series, so listen up for the finale next week when we'll be talking about the year so far with our programme director, Lindsay Brummett. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.